Welcome to The Sober Gay, a podcast about being sober in the LGBT community and beyond. I'm your host, Dylan Gay, and yes, that is my real last name. The Sober Gay Podcast is fully self-funded. If you'd like to show your support, go to thesobergay.com and click on tip. Hello, Aubrey. Hello, Dylan. (laughs) We have a very special topic today. And that is... Death. Oh, death. Yeah, so I'm not afraid of death anymore. Honestly. Love that. Honestly. I used to be terrified of death. Um, And I think that's, you know, with sobriety it's like we just want to we want to be alive we want to live we want to we want to do this thing like i mean why why else get sober if not to better ourselves Mm. to be alive and living so i was always afraid of death before and you know that's why you know drinking a lot of a lot of things boil down to Mm. uncertainty you know a lot of our fears boil down to um, I don't know the outcome and a lot of that in our head, I guess, is the fear of just death. You know, you know, you don't want to do this. You want to avoid that because you don't want to die. And then that yeah. creates like scary, you know, what is that word? Like a avalanche effect of just like fear of a lot of shit because, mm-hmm. you know, and you start drinking, you get heavy in the alcohol and mm-hmm. it's just a story old as time, you know, beauty and the drink. Ooh, <laughs> parody coming up. <laughs> All right. But as I, as I was saying though, um, before, um, I'm not afraid of death anymore. I, 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 I used to be very afraid of heaven and hell. That was mainly why I was afraid of death. I was afraid of death because I didn't want to go spend the eternity with conservative Christians. Love that. <laughs> I mean, that was the heaven that I was accepted into. Yeah. Why would I want to be there? Yeah. They didn't love me. They didn't want to do anything with you at all. Right. No, I get that. I would say that I... I'm fairly like more comfortable with death. I don't think I would say I fully grasp in or grasp like dying like that. Yeah. I still is kind of there as like a what what if it happens, but I wouldn't say that I'm necessarily afraid to die. I think it started uh, my little look, my journey into death. I, I was looking at, I was watching surviving death on Netflix mm. a long time. It was like when it first, I don't know when it, I don't know. It was like <laughs> springtime. Um, I was listening to Surviving Death and or watching Surviving Death, and I just kind of started to rework how I thought about mm-hmm. death because death doesn't seem so scary when you start hearing other people's experiences with near death experiences and you know what they've been through, and it doesn't seem all that scary. It seems more of something that we're taught to fear because you know it keeps the alcohol industry in business. It keeps us worried. It keeps us, you know, and it teaches you that you don't know what's going to happen. So yes, yes. Yeah. They're like, yeah, exactly. I'd rather the mystery, honestly, Uh, sometimes it's like, what are we fighting for so bad to, 
you're working so hard or you're fighting so hard just to be miserable in your nine to five and hate your kids and wife and like <laughs> why are you fighting so hard for that mm-hmm. mm. i agree i mean it's uh it's hard to i guess fully grasp uh like how how we can be okay with that because it is such a like unknown it is such a like thing that when we when we view death as a society at least in america um we view it from the lens of like it, there's death decay it's sadness and like as opposed to like celebrating it as a joy of like we had this huge life to live and we we did that we were able to live that life on this earth and now we we've moved on and we mm. can pass that on to someone else like that joy even if it's just one person like that joy yeah. to someone else a lot of cultures you know celebrate death as you know you're, you get to go on to the to the next step you know mm-hmm. this is and it's not it's such an a celebration of ending or you know it's more of a celebration of their life and them moving on to the their next world and then their, their next life their next step you know whatever it may be mm-hmm. and um i was i never had any of though that teaching growing up i never got to experience the truth of what's gonna happen or what could happen or you know i was taught just one narrow-minded option that you know was you know the christian uh very conservative christian you know Mm -hmm. evangelical style uh version of what the afterlife is and how it's two choices heaven or hell and you're gonna get there one way or another uh, to either one by the choices you make that are set by the standards of a society that you have no control over. Mm-hmm. And that's toxic to hear for a young mm-hmm. children. Well, and for me, I always loved that. I was always told that um, our paths are predetermined. Our paths are already pre-planned. God knows everything that happens at the end. Yes. So God already knows if I'm in hell or if I'm in heaven. And that's that was one of my biggest problems and biggest fears, I think, that kept me in there. Is like, it doesn't matter what I do in this life. Like, my path has already been preset. Yeah, and you're like, so what the fuck am I even doing here mm-hmm. then? If, if, if everything's all pre-planned out for me by, uh, you know, this hateful creator, this hateful God that y'all preach about so much, then what the fuck do I, does anything even bother? Mm-hmm. Like, no, you... That's not how things work. You know, <laughs> not here to to denounce, you know, all Christianity, but I'm definitely here to denounce evangelical Southern Baptists and things like that. I'm sorry. It's just it's it's crazy. It's a cult. Yeah, Realize right. that you're in a cult. And and my my a lot of my family is just stuck in that cult. And it's just They'll dangerous. Get out of it, hopefully. I really hope for their sake. I really hope it's for their a, sake. It's a scary, it's a scary thing to be a part of. Because if anything's karma based in the afterlife, mm-hmm. you're fucked. Mm-hmm. Because you've done a lot of hating and preaching hate in your life. Ugh. But who am I to judge? <laughs> I just I think that death, in all honesty, it just it it welcomes a new, like you said, just like kind of a new life in a way. Yeah. That's so that's so weird. And even for me, I mean, my my aspect or outlook on death is that we kind of die and we just die we yeah. have nothing else to and that's it. A, i and, entertain any of possibilities and i i see it as i would rather people after i die say look at how this guy lived look at how he took his life and lived and it's not to say like i necessarily touched someone's like life because of this podcast or whatever it's just like look at how they live they're happy 
they were happy. That's all I want in the end. When I mm. die, I want people to say, he looked happy. Yeah, he was happy. Yeah, I get that. It, so many people on their deathbeds, you you recall them saying things like, I wish I wouldn't have worked so much. I wish I wouldn't have, you know, made work my priority over so many trips I could have taken. I could have. There's so many people that's affected me to a point where I I don't want to do that. I want to enjoy my life. I've got this new mindset. That's why I'm not afraid of death, because I'm I for damn sure know I'm going to enjoy my life and I am enjoying my life. You shouldn't have any regrets. Like when I look back on it. Now, I don't have any regrets of the things that, the path no. that I went down. In the past, I would have said I had regrets. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> but now I am so happy that I went through all the bullshit I went through, that I had the crazy evangelical raising that I had to fucking go through. I'm so glad I had to over because I conquered all of it. I chose to move to New Jersey when I was 10 years old because I knew I had to get the hell out of Tennessee and that, <laughs> the area that I was in mm-hmm. and live with my mom and just, you know, get away from all of that Mm -hmm. and it was just started this um snowball effect in my life i think of me making these decisions that i'm like i don't need anybody else's Mm -hmm. like i don't need i can just do this or whatever and that was always there through my drinking career even i would try to suppress it it was always there Mm -hmm. you know um but yeah i love i mean that's something that i feel like i've i've done as well but i think it's uh interesting for us as alcoholics um we do drink a lot because one we're scared of death i think and we want to enjoy we want to enjoy some little sliver of something because we're so depressed in our main life or so not happy in our main life and it, it actually brings me to something that one of my friends asked me yesterday when we were hanging out is um you know when I have gone through like just being in the addiction, have you seen a lot of your friends? For me, I've seen a lot of my friends kill themselves, not necessarily from over drinking, but from the alcoholism and from yeah. drinking to the point that it has caused cancer and liver problems and things like that. And we we drink to get away from it, but yet we're putting ourselves on a slow, treacherous, treacherous path mm-hmm. to destroy and kill ourselves. Yeah. Um, and it's not an instant thing. I mean, a lot of like, I, I think it is hilarious because when I thought about it, like I was like, I really don't know a lot of people who've just like died from overdosing like alcohol. Like it yeah, happens. Right. But they you just drink yourself to death slowly and it's miserable. It's usually something else that is going to kill you. You know, it's going to be either a, a car accident that you mm-hmm. kill someone. It's going to be kidney failure, liver failure, something like of that aspect it's going to be from the lung cancer from where you've drank so much that you've smoked 10 packs of cigarettes every day you know or every week and it's something it's some other it might not be the drinking directly but it it'll be related to the yeah, drinking it, it, that's that snowball effect it's how everything every choice we make in our life has that snowball effect to like lead us to this exact moment that we're in right now mm-hmm. it's like Mm. there's going to be something in that that end of life drinking career that people are going to go through that will end their life because boil it down why did that happen why did that happen why did that and why did that happen drinking mm-hmm. it'll come back to it mhm we we don't we want to we want to find it's almost like we seek out death without actually seeking it out. Yeah. We're so freaking we're so afraid and it's like what we talked about manifestation we're so afraid of death 
that we're just putting into the universe mm -hmm. death death <laughs> death you know because that's what the universe hears that's what it's getting out of that so all it hears is death give me death like, yeah. like it's like so if you're gonna just keep doing all these things to destroy yourself and bring yourself down because mm. that's what you're calling out for oh god all of these like past like three or four episodes these past few weeks have all connected each other and i love it yes we are transcending <laughs> transcending yes we are we're breaking that wall we're breaking that oh. wall right now and i i think that we need to stop looking at death in the lens of it is the end all be all because it's not it's not i mean yes in a way yes it's the end of this chapter <laughs> yes you know it, what i mean like or this book or any you know what i mean it's just the end of this this yeah this of, it's the end of this body and we have the chance to affect other people's lives before we die yes because that's all you're that's all that's going to have at posthumously mm -hmm. all we have or whatever is going to be our effect on the ones around us mm -hmm. and let's take that time to affect them affect effect effect them yeah. positively mm -hmm. um because I don't, I, I like I said, I, I don't want to be known as the drunk or the alcoholic when I die. I don't want to be known as someone mm -hmm. who's who slowly drank themselves to death. They're like, like, and they're like, oh, he was such a fun time. It's so sad. He was such a problem so, with alcohol. Right? You know what it's I mean? It's so sad he died that way. Yeah. My whole fear. Yeah. Dying in such a sad way. I think about all the friends I've lost for to, to heroin and drinking, and it's just, that's what people say. You know, it's, oh, it's, I don't want my my death post to be a link to addiction sources. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, do you know what I'm saying with that? Like, mm -hmm. I, like I, I don't, I get what you're saying. I don't want to be remembered for that. Just that. I do not. And I like, and our, our fear and the fear of death is what caused us to get to that point. Yeah. So, and the death is in the future. We have no control of that no. in this present moment. And if you do, please give me that resource as well, even Ooh. though I don't want to live forever, but like, I'll <laughs> oh, take a God, couple no. extra years. <laughs> Can I just get like a pill that has like a couple extra years? <laughs> no, because then it's going to be some like, what is that movie with Meryl Streep? I was going to say the one death with Justin becomes... Timberlake. Oh, I was thinking Death Becomes Her. Oh, but okay. I was thinking of the one with the time watches and that was like their death. Ooh. They had like a certain amount of time and they could buy more time or like lose more time. Oh, God, just kill me now. That's too stressful. <laughs> I don't even... That's what I said earlier. I'm not afraid of death. I just... A year ago, if you would have asked me to jump out of a plane skydive, I would have said, fuck no, I will never skydive in my life. Now I'm like, yeah, throw me out of a plane. Do I even need a parachute? I don't even care. Yes. yes. I will land safely. Okay, well... There's... Because I've already landed safely. Oh. There's reality. Throw me out of the plane. So there's reality and there's QAnon. No, sort. No, totally I'm just kidding. kidding. Totally kidding. Totally kidding. Uh, 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 well, uh, what else? What else? What else? Um... Death. Oh. <laughs> Death becomes him. How, her. I mean, how do we reframe death in America? How, not, how do I we think, do that? I think it starts with just being present. That's what we got in our last episode. We talked about meditation. Um, if you're worried about death, that means you're instantly not present because you're worried about a future, fu something in the future. 
that Period. you have no control over. Period. Yeah, exactly. You are you have this present moment. So if you're worried about dying from lung cancer in this present moment, smoking a cigarette. Well, guess what? That means you're aiding to that fear because you're, you know what I mean? The, with that Probably analogy, smoke that cigarette. Right, exactly. That's kind of like how you can affect your future by focusing on the now. So meditation will help you be in that present moment and know like, you know, like we said on our last episode, just know where you are in this present time and you don't have to be somewhere else always worried about the future or reminiscing on the past. Because that's all going to be worthless worrying, which what manifests more worthless worrying? Wow. Cycles. Yeah, it's all like a big that's cycle. one giant ass cycle. Exactly. Um, just break that. <laughs> you don't have to be so afraid of death because it creates, you know, just more worry, basically, is mm. what, we, what we're getting at pretty much. Yeah. Worry warts. Worry warts. No one likes a worry wart. No. We, we can freeze those off let's <laughs> let's pause meditate and freeze them off yeah um i and like i said i'm not afraid of are you afraid of death mm. Mm. yeah yeah no i mean like no and yes but no like I, are you not, as afraid of death right now as you were like a year ago no i'm not i'm more like in all honesty i'm more i'm like one of those people that thinks about all the possibilities that could happen and it's like God, all of them sound awful. <laughs> well, with the way our current climate crisis and everything is going, there it's all out of our control at this point. We just have to keep putting out good energy and positive energy because what else are we going to do? I mean, no, the corporations aren't listening to us anymore, so we just keep yelling and more and more and more and more and more. And you have to save time to remember that, you know, as important as it is to fight for those things, just remember your your peace of mind at the end of the day, and remember that you know just to try to put out the positive. Though you don't want to, because you keep po focusing on all that negative and all those bad things that are happening on in the world, you're you're gonna engulf it into your brain, and nothing will become enjoyable anymore because you're gonna see the world in a different way that's very negative and dark and. Well, it's I think sad. it's such a time, too, as of lately, where there's been a lot of death around lately. Mm -hmm. a yeah, lot. with COVID and, you know, all, half the half of the world is dead, it's, it feels yeah. like. It, and, it feels like a lot has it has happened, and it's, I don't know, it's, it's hard to kind of maybe get out of that, like, thought of, like, death. Like, this is, this is where our world is. We're all dying from a virus, and I get it. It's yeah. sad. Yeah. Um, end of times, end of this episode. Oh. <laughs> where, where can people find us on the Instagram? Oh, I think they can find us on the Instagram at the Sober Gay Podcast. The Sober Gay Podcast. And where Ooh. can Ooh. the people find us on the web? They can find us at the Sober dot com dot com <laughs> <laughs> until next time stay, stay sober, sober girl, girl.